Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. I'm Onyx Stone. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you were able to have a good weekend and enjoy yourself and your family and your friends, wherever you are. And I hope that your week is off to a good start for you this week. Um, Today, I want to talk about... uh, unexpected things that happen, just the unexpectedness of life and how, um, you know, sometimes things come as huge surprises and shocks and we readjust and somehow we have to keep going. But what about when we don't have energy to keep going. Um, There's been a lot of readjusting and reimagining and um, restarting, I think, for many people in this pandemic that while people have, you know, possibly been saying, if only I didn't have to go to work. And then that came true in a matter of minutes, companies were able to decide those who work predominantly at computers can now work from home. And the shift that took place, not even one that required a lot of thought, right? Like you have a company laptop or do you have a computer at home and go home, do your work, we'll connect you to everything. And so being forced to reimagine without a lot of time that um, sometimes we're not given a lot of time to shift. It just happens um, when the, the, the rug is pulled out from underneath our feet and throws us off, catches us off guard. And so even with schools, um, so many children who go to school don't have food, right? The reality is that um, a lot of children have been mislabeled because they are hungry and that abject poverty, systematic poverty is a problem in our country. And so going to school hungry is a roadblock to learning. And these teachers, not all of them, but many of them are incompetent. Many of them are out of their league. Many of them should not be working with children, especially black and brown children, without any cultural competency, at least without some empathy to understand that if this same child has shown up um, in for the past two or three days with the same clothes on, um, looking disheveled, shocked themselves, whatever it is, that just as an adult, as another human, you, you ought to be able to investigate, look into that, care enough to ask some questions. And even if we can't ask any verbal questions, we're taking notes and we're paying attention. And as we're paying attention, we're listening with the third ear. And sometimes our third ear is our heart. Of course, that doesn't happen. So children then get labeled and this label, <clears throat> excuse me, creates a new void where as you grow this this class of people, this these people together, 
and and form a system um, of oppression through education, a lot of children are getting left behind. And so um, the idea of children being able to afford tablets and laptops when a lot of them, black, brown, white, yellow, green, all of them, many of them could not um, afford food. It's just crazy. Um, But I understand that there were school districts who stepped up and companies who stepped up, installed Wi-Fi in these homes for the children and their families. So they were able to keep up and do their work and so forth and so on. Um, So a lot of just quick reimagining, reshifting, remaking of things. And in the midst of that, um, the the hustle of it all, and by hustle means just, you know keeping up with the flow, trying to stay on top of things. Um, that has been overwhelming, has been exhausting. In addition to those that have gotten sick, contracted the virus. For those of you who, um, if you contracted the virus, I hope you were able to recover. We know at least 120,000 Americans have not. Those people have um, died. May they rest in peace. And so this huge void in the midst of trying to reimagine and reshift I have not lost anyone to the virus, Um, but this past weekend, I received some very sad news about someone who meant a great deal to me, Um, and, and, and I am just at a loss, just, I, I have no words, and, um, Yeah. Yeah. I have no words. Right. Huge loss for everyone. And yet, excuse me, we are aware and we know that just in this life, people, they they're born, they live and and they die. And and death is so unexpected. It catches all of us off guard at times. You know, even when there is someone who has been sick for some time and struggling and and we're expecting, oh, they're not going to make it. Um, Just the reality of their presence no longer being with us and the void that is created from from their their death, the loss. And so, excuse me. The pandemic, we're still here, still here, still no funerals for people who have died from COVID-19, um, for those who have died without COVID-19, their families too are trapped in the cycle of you know, how to appropriately plan services and grieve and a new void. It's almost like very surreal the where we are living in this time. Um, and, and we don't know what's coming. 
right? You know, as I've spoken about a post-pandemic world um, and, or mentioned it, what does that look like? Have you thought about what a post-pandemic world might possibly look like for you? Have you possibly even reimagined um, a life with boundaries, a life, you know, without borders in some sense that if you've been forced to be creative in new ways. And I think for the most part, everyone has in regards to work and life and learning, you know, how, how is that working for you? Is it working for you? I know a few people who um, all they've talked about is I can't wait till things go back to normal. And I'm like, well, what was normal before? And you've been here the entire time talking about going back? Going back to what? And I think so many of us, we are addicted to patterns. We are addicted to normal. Even if normal is not working. We are addicted to patterns that are outdated and no longer useful and don't serve us well because that's what we know. That's what we've done. And it hasn't worked. So what could work for you? What could be better for you? What could actually make your life the life you've always wanted. So often we don't have time to think about being creative, starting anew, a redo, a reset. We don't have time. We don't have energy. We're tired. We've been running around the kids, the car, the husband, the we don't we don't have time. But what if you spend some time daydreaming? What if you spend a few moments doodling? (laughs) What if you spend a few minutes making a list? And it's not about anyone else. Don't share it with anyone else. It's just for you. And write down what it is you absolutely want in your life. Who you want in your life. How you want your life to be. Just just make a list, right? Christmas came early this year. Yep. It's Christmas today. (laughs) Make that list. Check it twice. It's yours for the asking. And I don't know if sometimes we have not even faith to not to ask. Right. So I don't even think sometimes is that people don't have faith to believe and faith to ask. I think it's sometimes that we just don't have the energy 
because we've been so distracted and busy from everything else that one more thing is really just one more thing. And I can't deal with that right now. But I need somebody to get excited. I need somebody's energy levels to increase for them. Right. This is not my life. I need somebody to get excited and say, no, you know what? I'm making time for that. I got I got time on today. I have plenty of time on today. Because life is so short. Oh, my God. I, I have thought about this at great length about doing things differently. And it always comes back to this one thing for me that I'm like, I need to do something about this and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because life is so short and not because life is so short, but just because I want to do it. I want to, I, I have energy for it. And and you know what I'll tell you also that um, sometimes we don't ask again. I don't think it really is always about not asking because of not having faith. And, and I just want to pause right here and say that for some people, faith means different things that um, you can quote and say and believe whatever it is you believe. And that may be true for you, but for someone else who may have had a different formation, um, spiritual formation and, and grounding faith for them may be something else. And so um, you believe what you believe and that's fine. And you can quote what you quote and that's fine. But there are so many more people in the world besides a specific one, meaning you, that it is what it is. So people are not asking because um, a lot of times the energy is just like, I don't have time for that. But I think another thing why we're not doing what we need to be doing or not asking for the things is because I know this is where I am. Sometimes we lack courage. Sometimes we lack courage. Get our courage up. We lack courage. And we all need courage, right? Um, You know, courage allows us to do those difficult things that on our own we're unable to do you know courage kind of puts us out there it makes us it exposes us and allows us to risk vulnerability Um, I I work in an environment where um, there's not always a lot of vulnerability Um, that to be strong and to be tough and, you know, to be uh, brave is a big mask. It's like wearing um, a 50 pound mask, but you weigh 49 pounds and you're trying to hold up 50 pounds of lies and and image and things that will no longer serve, that have never served you well. And But yet, because that's the pattern, that's what you are comfortable with. And Courage calls us to break out of our comfort zones, um, you know, very timidly, very, very, very um, un, un, unsure of what's coming. But but 
I too want to be courageous and and courage requires a sacrifice. It requires some things. And so, um, you know, that you will have energy and, and that you will have courage and that you will also have, uh, what else do we need? We need some energy. We need some courage. I think that's enough. That's a lot. I, I feel it like in my, I feel it in my, my upper chest area. Like, I feel like I've been lifting weights <laughs> and I don't lift weights. So, yeah, like, like I feel it that, ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it is. And so as, as we have breath, we already have energy. How are we using our energy? Are we using it to refocus are we using it to recreate? Are we using it to reimagine? Are we just being drained of our energy? I hope not. That um, there are so many different ways to be drained in this life, in this current climate, in the world we live in. That I hope you are an energy gatekeeper for yourself. You know, gatekeepers, they are a huge drain, but they do their job. Yeah, they 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 block <laughs> like nobody I know. And so I hope that you and I remain energy gatekeepers for our energy, that we recognize how precious and how important it is for us to have energy in in our lives, in the world, and in, in anywhere, anywhere that you show up, that's an energy. And so that we become energy gatekeepers because we know our worth and we know what we bring to every table, every situation, every space, every opportunity, every encounter and transaction. We know what our energy is worth. We know what our energy costs and we're protecting it. And our courage, we're getting courage up slowly, surely, steadily, right, to do the things that we need to do. And so for those of you that have lost anyone in this season, you have my deepest condolences. For those of you who have battled the COVID-19 virus and survived, I'm grateful that you are still with us. For those of you who may have COVID-19 and don't know it, I would recommend if you have not been tested in the pandemic, even if you do not have any symptoms, please go get a test. Testing is free. You don't need a referral from your doctor to go get tested. Um, this is not a conversation you probably even need to have with anyone, but if you have been around people, If you have gone to the grocery store, if you have done anything outside the four walls of your home, if anyone has been over to visit your home, if you have been to anyone else's home, please, it's not a debate. Go get a test. Please find out your status for yourself and for your family and for your loved ones. Um, 
I've had two tests, actually now three, two COVID-19 tests. Uh, my job did a test initially when the virus, the first time I had a test, I went on my own because I was watching so much news. I was like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have the COVID. I'm, I, I'm COVID positive. Um, <laughs> and, and of course the test came back negative, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And after I had my first test, I remember I literally was like, I went to the grocery store and I thought, um, but what if, even if I am negative, what if I get it now? I've been wearing the gloves and the mask and the social and the physical distance and social settings. Then my job did a test. Test came back negative as well. Um, But in the meantime, in between those two times of testing, I realized, mm, I think I was exposed back in January um, before it was widely known what COVID was. And so I just recently had an antibody test. So all of these things, um, if you have insurance, they're covered. But if you don't have insurance, it's free. You don't even need to use your insurance. It's free. Go get a test. Be courageous and do the right thing for yourself. And so hopefully all is well with you and your families. Hopefully all is well in the world that we live in. And as things are shifting and a new world is emerging, um, hopefully it is a better world for us all, equality and justice for all people. So I hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy your space, protect your energy and practice being the courageous, bold person that I know you are. It has been wonderful as always. I'm Onyx Stone. Keep healing, keep thriving, and keep believing. I'll talk to you later. Bye.